Hello, hello, and welcome to the Game of Rassilon. Before we begin, a couple of things that we wanted to go over. Firstly, thank you to everyone who showed up for our live stream on March 27th. We had a fantastic time. We did 90 minutes of rip-roaring science fiction Doctor Who adventure, and it was really great to be able to do that with an audience in the chat. We interacted with the chat a little bit. Uh, it was just a really fun show. So I just want to thank everyone who showed up. If you didn't catch it, don't worry. You can still watch it. It is available still to watch on our YouTube channel, or you can see the video immediately by going to bit.ly slash rassilonlive. 2021. That's all lowercase, no uppercase letters in there. Thank you again to everyone who showed up. Also, thank you to the surprisingly large number of people who joined us midway through the stream and then decided, actually, I want to see this from the beginning, and so rewound and were watching from the beginning while we were halfway. That was a, w a very weird, uh, like a large number of people who, because they missed it, rewound it. You can't do that with an in-person live show. We're not going to start again if you, you know, you, you get stuck in traffic. So it's really cool to be able to do that. Uh, maybe we'll do another one of those in the future. Who knows? But in the meantime, if you're enjoying the game of wrestling, there are a couple of things you can do to help us. Firstly, you can talk about us positively on social media. We are at Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and also facebook.com slash Pod. Talk about us with your friends little podcasts like ours live and die by word of mouth. But one of the other things that you can do, other than bigging us up to your friends, is support our Patreon. We launched a Patreon at the beginning of this season. Um, there's a ton of exclusive content. We have a year's worth of behind-the-scenes stuff for season two. We are doing exclusive one-shot adventures. Riley has been GMing a class-inspired story using the lasers and feeling systems, which she's remixed into Jinkies and Zoinks. It's really cool. The first episode went live last Wednesday. That is available to everyone who is backing us on Patreon. So do please head over to patreon.com slash pod for access to that exclusive content, that exclusive one-shot adventure, and everything that we're going to be doing in the future. Other than that, I rambled on too long. I'm glad that you get on as we stumble into the land of fiction in the game of Rassilon. Carrie, you are eight years old, you are having a nightmare, something is chasing you. What is chasing you, and where are you? Oh, don't tempt me like this, because I'm totally going to pull from my own um, actually weird, wacky nightmare that I had as a kid, so I'm being chased by mutant vegetables, like human-eating vegetables, gigantic. Interesting. Gigantic, let me tell you. Like, humongous. Um, does anybody remember that weird tack game that was on the GameCube? Um, yes! Yeah, yeah, yeah! Thank you, Ben! Yeah. yeah. So, so this dream definitely took place in that sort of fungusy green and blue world on tack that was kind of squishy. So, if anybody doesn't know the game at all, the land was kind of... I think it, you're going to assume everybody doesn't know the game that well. I think like right. you, and, you and Ben are the only two people who know this game exists. I was a, to be fair, I was a Dreamcast girl, so that might be why. But 
Touche, touche. So nobody knows this game besides Ben and I, so I will yeah. explain a little further about what I'm talking about. So this land has a bunch of uh, floating sort of, cyli- not cylindrical, uh, round-like uh, squishy, um, but not squishy as a sense of like a stress ball squishy, more like um, soft snow. So when you when you put your foot down, there's an imprint, but um, like the the ground beneath it is super solid. And it was all in these shades of like neon green and blue, and it, it was like super. Um, it was a super weird dream, you guys. But I'm <laughs> definitely having I'm having flashbacks right now. Oh no! It seems totally normal to me. I don't know what you mean. No, I mean I I had a uh, so I got a close call between the carnivorous carrot and the broccoli. Those were the two at like the head of the vegetable pack that were definitely about to eat me, especially that carrot. Close call with the carrot, but then somebody saved me. That would be the game in question is uh, tack and the power of the jude and the power of juju, right? Yes, that is correct. Which did also get released on the PlayStation Two and the uh, and the game uh, and the, the PlayStation Two, GameCube, and Xbox, um, beautifully animated. But yeah, that, that the 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 visuals of that particular area I remember being uh, quite uh, quite unusual. Yeah, it was super visceral, obviously, because I had a weird nightmare about it. So you asked me what I had a what Carrie had a nightmare about. So it's definitely carnivorous vegetables in that carnivorous yeah. vegetables. No, the the point is that yes. these vegetables are humongous and they eat humans. That's why That's they're terrifying. The revenge. Yes, Re- kind revegetables? of. No, revegetables. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not helping. I that. disagree. Those are some serious VeggieTales. I was I was so about to make a VeggieTales joke, and I'm... Yours <laughs> yours would have been better. Mine was... I it probably, would, probably wouldn't have been. Great. Mine was probably about exactly the same level as yours. I think it would have been like, <laughs> sounds like you had quite the VeggieTale, I think is what I was going to say. So it's uh, al- almost literally the same joke you made. Equally good. Beautiful work. Uh, confidence is key. Uh, teamwork. If you were to observe the TARDIS from the outside, it would appear to be floating down a river. Only in place of the riverbed, the rushing of water, and a blue but cloudy sky overhead, there is, instead, nothing. Nothing in the truest sense of the word. There is an absence of things. No up, no down, no sideways, no light, no dark. Just the TARDIS bobbing up and down, washing away in no particular direction and in no particular hurry. On the inside, however, chaos. The interior is like a fairground gravitron, spinning and spinning with tremendous speed, getting faster and faster and faster until the three of you, Travis, Carrie and the Doctor, wake up on the floor of the console room. Gunther and Mr. Mises sit in the console room, grooming themselves, otherwise undisturbed. The time rotor sits motionless, lights dimmed, console on standby. It is as if whatever just happened, whatever chaos just occurred, hadn't occurred at all. There is, however, a warning flashing on the TV-VCR combo unit above the TARDIS console. And it says... Play the best song in the world. No, um, that's it. That's where we are. And, and now you have agency. You have oh. freedom. You're free to roam about the cabin. 
Alright, uh, Carrie, I don't know what you thought of, but whatever it was, I think it might have worked, or something might have happened. So let's just take a peek at, at what's going on. Ow! Oh! Ow. And then I, I grimace, and I kind of like grab my shoulder a little bit, because I did get very badly stabbed in the last episode. And I think that I have healed a little bit, but yes. I am going to make the choice that I am still healing. So I'm going to still drop my strength down a little bit. Um, okay. But I think that for sake of fun story continuity, I think that my doctor is still a little bit injured. Not unlike when Peter Capaldi's doctor was still blind uh, in Extremis. Um, I love it. And I'm, for that choice, by the way, I am, I'm going to give you a couple of extra story points that you can kind of stow in your pocket if you need them. Oh, cool. Thank you all. So uh, I'm going to walk up and with my good arm, kind of swing that monitor around and take a look at it and try to read what the warning says. Yeah. So the screen is showing a sort of 3D wireframe, the sort of low-grade visual effects uh, that one might find in a 90s sci-fi show. And the shape is formed. Uh, the shape that is formed on the screen is a sort of thin tube with a flat base and a point at the top end, kind of like a stretched-out traffic cone. And it rotates very slowly, as if seeing this wireframe cone from the other side would be of any particular use to you. And beneath this. Uh, two words flash slowly in a chunky serif font. Reality Breach. Oh no. Not again. Again? You have done this before, Doctor? Oh, yeah. I mean, lots of times. I've just kind of like... I mean, not like on purpose. Like, this This was sort of intentional, but not like... I didn't know what we were doing, but I've definitely popped out once in a while. Uh, doesn't usually end well. Uh, lots of things. Uh, one time there was like a fish with a hat. Other time there was uh, there was like a whole like, like a sort of like a sentient asteroid. Uh, kind of kind of not not the friendliest. Actually killed one of my friends. Um, but also met me. I got to say hello to the tortoise that day. Uh, also there was one time there was a whole thing with faces and like my friend Jamie looked like a different guy named Jamie. Um, and it was just very strange. Anyway, um, have you done it before? Uh, try to escape reality with or without drugs. Um, I don't think that needs to be specified. I think, I mean, one way or the other, right? Um, Travis, are you, are you okay? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, uh, for me, usually escaping reality just means, like, a book or a movie, so this is, uh, yeah, this is a, yeah, bit a of book. a, bit of a, a head-scratcher. Well, books are our greatest weapons. Um, alright, um, let me see if I can get a lock on where we are. And, uh, Kerry, you can take your hands out of that psychic circuit now. You don't need to keep doing it. Oh, um, oh, sorry. Just, it was really warm in here. Alright, um, okay. Uh, sorry, I just, because I described the TARDIS as spinning earlier, like a Gravitron, I'm just imagining Carrie's hands oh, like, wait. in the TARDIS. No, wait, 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 <laughs> I, that was a mistake on my part. We didn't put her in the, remember, remember we gave her a Cerebro, like, yes. hat, so she was attached yes. to it. So, would she still be attached to it, or, like, would she, like, like, Maybe we'd be trying to be flung and it's pulling her back, or did think it came off her head while we were? While we I were think it's probably still attached. I think the TARDIS is probably doing as much as she can to keep you all safe and sound. And Aww. despite previous failed roles where you've all started each story with a, a loss of a loss of help, uh, I think the TARDIS is trying her damnedest. All right. Yeah, Carrie, you could probably take that off your head now. I think we probably got wherever it was taking us, but I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong, but um. 
Yeah. Uh, Carrie, just in case you were wondering, um, you were not able to uh, find out the location of Magneto while you were wearing that thing. I'm very disappointed. Well, he does Dang wear. Dang it. He, he does wear a helmet. Ugh. That's like yeah. Yeah. the wrong yeah. franchise. Yeah. So what that helmet is for, in fact, is yeah. so, it's so that you can't find. It's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll work around it. It's fine. Uh, also, um, uh, Ian McKellen wasn't available to record, so it's fine. We'll do that one another time. Aww. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Will Will we get him to drink his whiskey on the rocks for us instead of participating in the ice bucket challenge? I I don't <laughs> think we need to ask Ian McKellen to have some whiskey. I think I think whiskey comes with Ian McKellen. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I think I just and got along, Sir along Ian McKellen Stewart. and Sir Patrick Stewart. Flipped with well, one another. They they also do come as a set, so that's yeah. fine. I figured as much. I figured like after waiting for a Godot, they would just be packaged together. Yeah. Forever and ever. Actually, also, the, Patrick um, Stewart um, works for uh-huh. Uber Eats now, I guess. Quick merchandise yeah. spotlight. When they when they did do the X Men movie two packs, uh, Xavier what uh, w- was packaged with Magneto, if I remember correctly. So that is literally true. See? Canon now. Well, See, they're also canon. best friends, and they're also together quite a lot in real life. That was what I was going for, but yeah. <laughs> so while everyone is standing around talking about the ins and outs of uh, Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart's friendship, a friendship that, from Travis's perspective, has not yet occurred. I know. Um, <laughs> the the screen um, that you were looking at just a moment ago um, is uh, starts to fade in uh, an image, um, and it starts at first to look like um, like grainy webcam footage of Sheffield, New Jersey, circa um, October of 1998. But as that starts to fade in, um, it starts to kind of static and glitch, and then it becomes um, uh, quite high-quality 1080 footage um, of Burbank, California, circa uh, 2019. And it is kind of glitching and staticking uh, between both of these images very, very briefly before um, uh, just flooding, the monitor just floods with, uh, with, with pure white. Well, I didn't want to go home, so I don't know why I keep seeing Burbank. Well, what I don't understand, Carrie, is that, you, okay, so you see Burbank, where we picked you up at, that makes right. sense, but yeah. you've never been to Sheffield, and Travis is from Sheffield, but you weren't with us when we went there, so what, I'm, not, I'm not sure why... Travis's fantasies were in your head, so maybe it's not your head. Um, like maybe you would just like, well, neither one of you will get this reference, but maybe it's like the wayfinder that's taking us to the outer rim. But now that we're here, it's picking up a signal from everyone, and I'm like looking for something that like references like my own thoughts or anything. But I'm like changing channels and like flipping through signals, looking for like other, like I'm like using essentially like a TARDIS version of, like, the AM-FM dial on a radio, trying to, like, find different yeah. frequencies. I think that, I think if we're gonna go with the TV-VCR combo, do you wanna, like, pop open a thing on the side to, like, use the tune dial on the TV? Sure, yeah. Yeah. I- I'm adjusting okay. tracking. I'm adjusting tracking is what I'm doing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, what I would like you to do at this moment is I would very much like you to roll technology and knowledge. Okay. Do I get tech adept on this? Uh, yeah, I'll give you tech adept. Okay, ooh, I rolled very well on that. Um, so a seven. I, had, I had an 11, and I rolled an 11, so I got 22. Oh, that's ooh. beautiful. That is a juicy orange of a roll. Yeah, you very quickly um, uh, adjust the, the, the tracking and the tuning on the television, and you it starts to pick up static, and then there's music in the static. 
And the is weird it, thing is about it this all on the watchtower, because if it's all on the watchtower, you should tell me. <laughs> uh, it is not all okay. along the watchtower, but I will make a note of that for a later serial. Uh, <laughs> the Galactica reference is coming from inside the podcast. We're gonna, Travis. How would you feel about losing an eye? Just at some I mean, point, as a as a prelude to what the horrors to come. Uh, no, so you start adjusting. Depends on if I can hear the music or not. You start, uh, you start adjusting with the tracking, you start to hear this music, and the weird thing about this music is, uh, Travis, this is music that you recognize. This is music um, uh, that, is, that, it, that is from your childhood, but also it's music that, that, that Carrie recognizes as well. It's also from her childhood, but it sounds different, and it has kind of an upbeat, um, kind of bouncy kind of cartoon sound to it. Um, and I would actually like both of you, you can both go ahead and roll... Um, we'll just call, just straight up and down knowledge, just knowledge on its own. Do I get anything for my pop culture expert? Yes, you do. You are definitely getting a plus two for that. Great. And my knowledge is a five. <laughs> okay. Oh, I have a knowledge for TV and film, so... Oh, oh yeah. You can definitely Excellent. get a plus two for that. Plus two? Okay, all right. Yeah. <gasps> uh, I got a 14. 14 is very I, good. Uh, I have a 10. 11, sorry, 11. Eleven's quite good. Um, Travis, you absolutely recognize this. This is from a cartoon that you used to watch in your uh, very early childhood. Um, very kind of upbeat, bright, colorful, happy, friendly characters. Um, and the cartoon was called Frowny Downtown. This was, uh, I, I, would, I would describe it aesthetically as, uh, as if someone tried to force Fraggle Rock through the prism of the Care Bears. Uh, that's kind of the aesthetic of the show. For Carrie, you recognize it from its uh, mid to late 90s reboot, uh, where it was uh, given a different title, Frownocalypse, and was given a little bit more of a kind of edgy uh, kind of veneer. The, the theme tune was kind of re-recorded with like, uh, like metal guitars and a lot of kind of uh, like thrashing. And the, ca the characters were definitely a lot kind of ruder and cruder. And this was kind of a, a reboot reaction to things like uh, what would become things like Tunatics. Is so, this, yeah, is this, this is a show from a block along the likes of like uh, Adult Swim, where the whole idea is like taking former childhood style cartoons and making them more adult oriented? Yeah, I think the reboot definitely has. I, I think it's kind of borderline Adult Swim. I think they probably, again, kind of like Tunatics, was probably still kind of courting a young audience, but was also uh, kind of aiming itself at people who grew up watching the original show and was trying to be kind of edgy and fun and contemporary for them as well. So it's kind I of might trying, be to, showing trying my, to straddle that line. Yeah, I might be showing my age here, but I literally have no idea what Tuna 6 is. I've never heard of this before in my life. I thought you made it up for the show. Oh, oh no, it's, 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 a, it's, it's, it's a nightmare fuel. Okay. It's horrible. Yeah, it was, the, it was like, uh, imagine if they did Batman Beyond, but for the Looney Tunes and bad. Oh, oh I'm, I'm, I'm uh, like... okay. You know what? No, I remember when those like, those like, figures premiered and it was like here's the new looney tunes and everyone was like mad about it and then it never i never saw it ever again so i thought i thought it never happened i thought like i thought people hated it so much that it just never got released in no, the uk it, was it, it called it looney tunes of the future ben <laughs> <laughs> uh no we didn't I don't it's think actually called looney tunes and the philosopher's stone yes <laughs> in england we oh. call looney tunes biscuits <laughs> It was actually called Looney Tune Rugula instead of Looney Tune Rocket. Wait, because he had a way. Never mind. Never mind. I got nothing. <laughs> a rather whimsical Nickelodeon. Uh... <laughs> In England, Nickelodeon was called 
biscuits. Okay. So, <laughs> so yeah, so you're able to you, as you're as you're just was the, called the, the Beef and Dairy Report. <laughs> Shout out to the Beef and Dairy Network who have not paid to advertise on this podcast. Uh, so yeah, you've adjusted the, the 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 tuning on the television. You're picking up uh, this music coming in quite clearly through the static. No pictures. There's still um, the static is still kind of. Uh, it's brighter than usual static. It is. It, it's kind of like you're getting a gr- grainy footage of just uh, a blank white screen. Well, this isn't going the way I wanted to. I think something's broken, Doctor. Yeah. Um. I I don't know if you were here for this, but it seems like reality is broken. That was kind of like the whole. Remember, we just like talked about about it like a moment okay um i'm gonna i'm gonna need you both to keep up because there's gonna be a lot going on that's gonna be very weird i think um it's only my second day doctor okay a lot has happened in the last 48 hours it's really true you've done a lot you really have um (laughs) you know what that is fair i have not i have not really you need at least at least 72 to really get acclimated to the tardis so i apologize for that um you know um but it's not it's not like travis who just kind of showed up in the museum in the future and kind of had to like learn sink or swim like you kind of jumped on board um like this dropped into your own neighborhood but still um basically we have broken through the borders of reality and so a lot of things that you might think of as like constants or or like physics or like Definite laws that are immutable facts about the universe may not be ex- in existence. They might not. They might be a little rude. They might not be as polite as you're used to. Um, so just just be like on your toes for that. Like you might talk to a frog who is a whole universe and, and is very friendly, but also <laughs> would cease to make you exist if you stuck around with them too long. So don't talk to him. It's very beautiful, but just don't be like besties with them because it's sad. Um, does that make sense? Yes, so I could technically make a universe full of talking cats if I wanted to right now, right? Well, I didn't say you were a god. Um, I don't think that's what I said. I think <laughs> you I told I... me that the rules of reality were different here, so I just assumed. All right, I mean, like, that's a... Okay, I don't want to, like, psychoanalyze you too much, but I don't want to know how we went from rules are different to I have omnipotent power to control anything I want. That's a pretty <laughs> pretty big gap of things that we just went through. So, But reality is broken, Doctor. That again, again, yes. That, well, okay, that's not what I said. Um, reality is broken. That does not mean anything is possible. It means anything is plausible. Let's put it that way. It doesn't mean, like, you now have power. It just means that, like... The rules of the universe are different. Fair enough. No fun. Well, I didn't... Hang on. Let's not... Let's not say things we don't mean. I think this is going to be very fun. I don't know what's going to happen yet, but I... It's just saying, like, you're not a god, Carrie. That's all I'm trying to get at. Well, should we head outside? Yeah, let me... Let me change first, because I am still wearing, like, a tuxedo. And I don't know if I need to do that, so... I'm gonna change into my normal, and then so I, I, I like step out of the room and step back in almost immediately. And I, I'm just wearing like I think what I'm considering my my season three coat, which is like a long velvet. Like it's actually a little bit nicer looking than my other one. Um, it's got like pretty good lapels and like defined lines around it, and it's 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 like almost down to my ankles. It's like a long, cool, sleek blue velvet coat. 
And then, oh, yeah, I love it. Same, uh, I think, like the kind of like white shirt with a vest underneath it. And then, yeah, the uh, the skater skirt boots combo that I was rocking in season one. Perfect. Uh, I think I'm going to keep my tux on. I was going to ask you, like, you, you uh, Travis and Carrie, do you want to do you want to change it up, or are you going to stick in your fine wear? Fine wear is that the word? It's probably not. I'm t- very tired. Let's keep going. Uh, do you want to stick in the outfit you're in now, or do you want to change it up? Um, I definitely think I would change. Carrie's practical. She needs pants. I mean, I know she's in fancy pants right now, but comfy <laughs> pants with more pockets because fancy hey pants there. don't have as many pockets. Hey there, fancy pants. Sing the songs that make them dance. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm thinking a hoodie, just because we've we've been like not so comfy. So I'm thinking on the seventy this third day of Carrie's adventure. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, by the way, just sidebar canonically the idea that Carrie's into all of her adventures have been in the last forty eight hours for her relatively is is really galaxy braining my head. Um, <laughs> so I want I want to thank you for that. I'm having um, yeah. that gif of either Tim yeah. or Eric. I can't tell them apart. Uh, I do want to like say that we we probably had a galaxy. little bit of we've had a little bit of a gap in time between series season two and three only in that the doctor kept running around trying to find a solution to Carrie's Toontown thing so it may it's still probably like less than a week but I think you probably have had at least like a day or two of the doctor trying very hard to make this trip happen. Oh sure, absolutely. I just definitely yeah. think that like her perception of time is going much faster in this reality versus like human time for her fair. Sure. very fair <laughs> yeah adrenaline Plus, um, like who doesn't who doesn't love a good timey-wimey messed up inside vomiting adventure it is very you true with what? doctor who like a lot of times like until they actually establish in an episode that some time has passed it does often feel like things are happening like back to like like with with Amy Pond, she goes from 11th Hour to Beast Below, and she's still wearing her nightgown. From I mean, yeah. two years have passed for her, but still, like, she gets picked up and she's running around, so. Right. So, yeah. No, I just like that idea. So, it, it's probably, it probably just feeds into the randomness of Carrie, is that she's, she's probably not all caught up in time-wise. <laughs> sure. Cool. So, I should uh, have a cat land, Doctor. Come on. Talking cats everywhere? I'm not, I'm not... I'm not saying I'm against the idea. I'm actually very for it. I've actually met quite a few talking cats, actually. Um, my, my, my friend and I had a big fight during a, a whole world of talking cats. But um, I, I'm just saying, like, we don't know yet what the rules of this universe are. So, oh. yeah, that's what I'm saying. We don't know the rules, but I think it's usually dangerous to assume you're a god right off the bat. Like, I think that's... That also, like... On a on a like a psychoanalytical level, we might want to work on what that says about you as a person. That that was like oh. where your brain went immediately, but um, we'll figure that out as we go. Is that my Leo son just coming out way too strong? I don't know what any of those words mean, but yes, all it's right, okay. Um, it's okay. It's astrology. It's fine. It's fine. We'll move on. Oh, we'll move on. oh, oh, oh. The okay. doctor being flummoxed by astrology. Mwah. Beautiful. <laughs> ten out of ten. All right, so. <laughs> 66% of Team TARDIS has changed into more comfortable clothes, with the exception of Travis, who's decided yeah. to do cosplay as James Bond. No, no, I think, I think he'll take he'll take the bow tie off. And the bow tie's come off. Oh, oh just right. the bow tie. Oh, I, Lazenby I, Bond, gotcha. Okay, and someone doesn't like my work, it's fine. No, no I love it. It's <laughs> no, just, you know, no, it's, it's, it's fine, Travis. No, Travis is fine. <laughs> You're not the favorite anymore, Travis, okay? 
He was twisted. He was twisted the bow tie off. All right. Um, and I like I like take the bow tie and drape it around Carrie's neck, and I go, "All right, let's go." And like uh, I don't tie it. I I drape around her neck like like a scarf, and then wait. Sorry, Kate. What did you say? No, no, no. I just uh, Carrie like as she like sneaks by Travis, just like whispers in his ear. Favorite. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. All right. Yeah, and I think uh. I think I check to make sure that like we can step outside and breathe. Like I do, like del- like a quick safety check. Yeah, the the readings suggest that there is an outside. You just can't see what it is. Okay. Or I mean, can you? There, there being no. an outside does not mean that it's safe. But I'm assuming that's what you meant by that. All right. Yeah. Like there's always there's always an outside. Most places you go, that doesn't mean that you can breathe in them. So all right. Um, I'm gonna it's like. It's not the deadly vacuum of outer space. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So yeah, I'm gonna pop open the TARDIS and kind of stick my head out. Sure. Uh, you step outside into nothing, into an expanse of white nothingness that stretches out around you forever. But the nothing beneath your feet is solid. You are standing on something, an uneven ground that juts unevenly like crumpled paper, but is firm and solid like concrete. But there's no horizon, not even the hint of the sky meeting the ground. There is, however, something in the sky. Off in the distance, you see a hole, a great dark circle in the sky, maybe 20 foot in diameter, frayed edges pointing downwards, like something burst through the nothing, heading downwards. And you can still hear that music too. The music that was coming out of the the TV in the TARDIS is audible out here. It's very faint and far away, but it seems to be coming from a direction, coming from what we will say for convenience sake, is coming from the east. Okay, I've been in a space like this before, and uh, I left my girlfriend and my dog here, um, and they both came back with my boyfriend and still the same dog, so just be on the lookout. Um, But um, I think, you know what? Big scary hole in the sky, fun music, I'd say we go that way. I'm gonna grab a marker and see if I can draw some sort of thing in space and see if we can climb it to get to the hole, because, I mean... Ooh, I like can that. Can you guys fly? I can't fly. TARDIS can fly. <laughs> Why don't we get the TARDIS to fly? Well, well the TARDIS brought... It's not really how I, I tend to roll with the TARDIS. I tend, I tend to leave it back so that people who are... If there's, like, danger or, like, trouble, then people can't Got access it. the TARDIS. Okay, so marker. I'll just bring the marker. Well, the marker's a good idea also because we can maybe, like, in case we go too far and can't find our way back, you can maybe, like, mark us a trail that we follow. Oh! Okay, hold on. Let me go get a, a, a... Why do I want to say eraser? That's not the right thing. What's the erasers that do with the markers? A whiteboard? Ra- white... Is it called a, a dry erase? Eraser? Dry erase! That's it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Riley. I don't know why that hurt. I'll, gra- I'll go grab a dry erase marker and I guess um, Carrie will go back to her backpack and she has a dryer no a PA would definitely have a dry erase marker and eraser yeah I mean are you this is the question right now now you are um, wearing casual clothes again you're wearing a, a hoodie and some kind of pant um, do you have your your PA's uh, uh, bum bag on I would say yes I don't think Carrie goes anywhere without it but I would say she's probably tucked it in that hoodie pocket where you put your hands in Okay, yeah, I'm 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 down for that. 
Um, so you have a, a dry erase marker, like a Sharpie or like a white pe- whiteboard pen, I guess. One of the two. I would two. say whiteboard pen more than Sharpie, or would Sharpie be more reasonable? Either, I mean, I imagine PA. You're gonna have at least a Sharpie, but I, yeah, I can't imagine you not having a. Sharpie's a little bit more permanent, so let let's go with a Sharpie. See what what shenanigans okay. can happen with a permanent. Uh, drawing. <laughs> Okay. Uh so what do you what do you want to draw and uh how are you drawing it? Like are you are you are you drawing on the ground? Are you trying to draw in for what I will just use the word I'll use is the air like how are you Right. Uh, so I'm thinking does she yeah. does everybody view this as more of a th- like a flat 3D plane like is there any No, I guess I guess Carrie would explore that outside. Why am I asking you? I could just have the character <laughs> explore it. You know what? Uh Carrie's going to walk outside of the TARDIS with the eraser okay. then and probably start what she would attempt to draw like on a wall a ladder now this is like a flimsy ladder this is not this is not the finest work or drawing now i will say that because the, the there are no walls it's kind of a oh, uh, just land? kind of a, 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 a oh, it's not even flat it's like i said there's kind of this uh, kind of jutting uneven landscape that's kind of Copy. like crumpled paper um, but there's no walls there's no uh, yeah. the, there's no even indication really of the sky the only thing that's kind of in the sky like I said is that hole um, that is uh, uh, up, up in the sky kind of in what we will say is an easterly direction from where you are Got uh, it. but if you want to try and draw things with the sharpie uh, however you want to have a go at doing that mm-hmm. I'll I'll do my best to play along it's improv baby well, I'm going to follow the jets then and see if I can Tetris pieces together to create some sort of ladder or like steps up there since there's a bunch of jets. So I'm guessing there's probably 90 degree corners. Yeah, there's probably some 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 degrees in there somewhere. So if you want to try to draw steps on the ground, I'm 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 certainly hey, I'm not going to crush your dreams. So sure. I'm imagining that Carrie takes the Sharpie and like literally lines things like this. Is she able to pick up this line that she drew and then like stack them one on top of another kind of in a fashion to start creating a ladder? So I think you okay. start trying to do that. I think you are, it looks at the beginning, it looks like you're having some success. You are, um, you're drawing lines, picking them up off the ground and starting to try to like, snap them together kind of right, like or uh, stack them like like yeah. monkey like not monkeys in a barrel um like that chair stacking game where you're like on the four posts you're just trying to like balance it weight wise so she's yeah. trying to do that hmm. number yeah i think you initially you start to have some success with that and you're able to kind of pull pieces up and try to try to stack them and, and build something up um but the uh, after a while the pieces that you've kind of drawn around and kind of made into their own solid shape, start to um, dissolve, and you can see the the, the marker pen that you've um, that you've drawn uh, start to kind of evaporate. And you can smell uh, as it kind of comes up past you, kind of that the marker pen, like the alcohol of the marker pen. Yeah, sure. Um, and then the, the shape, yeah, and then the shapes just kind of reform back into the into the ground. So I think you kind of th- there's an idea that this maybe should work, but something is stopping this from 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 working the way that you intend it to. Okay. Um, hmm. Does the music sound like it's coming from a particular particular direction? Right? Was that what was coming from the east, or was that where the hole was? We'll. Co- I mean, the hole is in the east, in the air. The music is definitely coming from the east, but it doesn't seem to be coming from above you. It just seems to be coming directionally from, like, laterally in the uh, uh, east of where you are. And, and again, and directions. Now, and which kind direction of... is Aslan landing from to sing the world into existence? 
Um, I believe Aslan is scheduled to arrive uh, in the northwest, but uh, I believe there's traffic. So Aslan will not be here for another uh, probably 75 Man, minutes. Cats are always <sighs> getting stuck in traffic on Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody laugh at me. <laughs> Just oh, let well me then, know what it I'll is. It's called, grid, it's called Gridlock. It's in season okay. two. Okay. Season three. Season three. That's right. Yeah. Close though. Yeah. It also has the giant crab in it. What an episode. It does have the giant crabs in it. Yeah. What a perfect. Turns yeah, out I that's was thinking the, that. I was uh, thinking that was a Rose Tyler story, but that you're right. That's a Martha Jones story. Rose's. It is Rose's a new. new it Earth. is a new Earth. Yeah, it is a new Earth story. So Rose's one was was season. Yeah. yeah so you were kind of in the right ballpark. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so you can, the music is kind of coming, it's not coming from above you, it doesn't seem to be coming from the hole, it just seems to be coming like, horizontally, uh, but from the east, if that's, if that's, that's the best way I can think to describe right. how sound works. Well, should we just maybe head towards the music? That's what I was saying, yeah. Oh, big, I was... Oh, big, big music, big scary hole in the sky, you know, fun things to check out, like, why not just walk right to it and find out what's going on? But I, I do, yeah. no, Carrie, I very much admire your ingenuity, and I was, I was fun to watch it happen. Yeah, I was hoping it would work. I, I was going to draw a giraffe next to see if that was going to help us, and we can climb its neck to get to the hole. Oh, Carrie, I need to let you know giraffes are never helpful. Oh. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't have the, uh, have, I didn't have the doc- doctor pegged for a giraffe racist. <laughs> Just cut to me frantically searching every Doctor Who RPG source book for a giraffe. I'm like, <laughs> they must have done, oh god, they must have done it somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. I just, so thought, this... I just thought the giraffe thing was kind of along the lines of like the Wooly Rebellion, where it's like they're probably plotting for the Wooly Rebellion. Yeah. I listen, Carrie. I will not stop you from drawing a giraffe if that is what the heart wants. I mean, she's figured out that there's something that will work in this plane if she draws it. So I don't. I she might be too invested in this like idea that she's going through to notice that Travis and the Doctor are doing something different. So. Well, I'm going to so say... So Carrie's definitely going to try to draw the giraffe. Yeah, I'm going to say it's not that the Doctor... I, I can't speak for Travis, but the Doctor is basically waiting on you um, patiently because this was, like, a thing you wanted to do. Like, you wanted to come to Toontown. So she is kind of letting you drive, so to speak. So uh, she's not, like, impatiently like, okay, let's go. Like, she's actually... She's, she's very much excitedly watching you play out this thing that you're trying to do because it makes her very happy that you're, like, kind of like taking the initiative and trying to do something on your own so yeah same oh thanks you guys carrie's really like <laughs> her self-confidence just grew 10 times that day Aww. <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm actually here's the thing based on what uh what riley has just said uh i'm gonna go ahead and give carrie an extra story point mm-hmm, thank you yeah. but uh um, can i have more than 10 though I can have an eleven uh, now. Your your character cap is technically ten, but for the purposes of this story, I am going to give you an extra one. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Um, and because because a giraffe is a little bit more complex than an line, I'm going to have you do a roll to draw a giraffe. Okay. Um, and I'm going to have you roll. I'm going to say it's coordination and craft. I don't think we've done craft before. Amazing. Got it. Eleven again, man. Okay, alright, 11. Alright, so you start drawing a giraffe on the ground. The ground is uneven, but you start from... Where Where on the giraffe are you going to start from? You're going to draw the head, work down, draw a body and work out? How do you How do you intend to draw the giraffe? Um, well, 
since Carrie is an animal lover, and uh, as all animal lovers know, you start from the bottom up, because I think she's going to try to lean heavy on the length of the neck to try to get okay. that extra space to uh -huh. the hole in the east side, because we have no idea how far it is. So I'm thinking six feet from bottom of legs to body, and then we're she's she's going to start working on that neck and go okay. as far as she can in okay. space. Uh, I would say this is on the ground and then that if, yeah. if, and if then, successful, then it, it would to, kind of become three-dimensional right. coming out. Right. Like, she's definitely yeah. going to have to draw, like, the 3D space of it. Like, because if she just draws the 2D version, it's just going to pop up with two legs and then, you know, that's not, yeah. that's not helpful. So you're trying to draw, like, you, like four legs, but you're kind of, I, I would say, you, you, like, body, neck, head is kind of where you've started and then you're going to start working on the legs. No, uh, legs and body oh. happen first, and then now working on the neck. Okay, so you you start drawing uh, drawing the neck, kind of getting up to the head, and then you you can hear this kind of um, kind of scraping of like hooves against the ground, and as you look, you can see the legs kind of thrashing around um, as the uh, as they start to kind of. Uh, evaporate and and dissolve in the same way that the, the the lines that you had drawn previously were starting to go, and you can see this kind of headless giraffe start to kind of simultaneously take shape as it is as it is losing form. And again, there's that smell of of the marker pen in the air as as this giraffe body that you had started to draw is starting to kind of evaporate and disintegrate. Uh, as this 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 living creature that you have imbued uh, life into is uh, is I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I, I, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. It's suffering right now. And if you'd started from if you had drawn the head by now, it would be screaming. <laughs> That's why the head came last, <laughs> to, you know, so that like any pain couldn't be heard. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm Gonna assume that Carrie waves towards the doctor and Travis to hop onto the body. I hope they've they've gotten that before the legs get too far gone. So I'm assuming she's gonna start drawing some form of like ramp with the neck to get them all up into that hole as quickly as possible while things it's, are well, disintegrating below them. It's you know, still it's kind of yeah. Well, because you're drawing on the ground, it's still kind of it's 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 horizontal. It's on the ground. It hasn't like popped up and out got it and uh the, with the rate of disintegration unfortunately it is not going to it is it is going to um by the time you get uh the doctor and and, and travis over towards the giraffe it has uh, it has evaporated and again that that smell of sharpie is just thick in the air it's 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 uh it's it's almost kind of a noxious cloud of um of kind of giraffe poison hanging in the atmosphere Got it. All right. Uh, much like uh, the Toys R Us brand, it's evaporating into nothingness. Yes. Curse of the giraffe. All right, I'm going to give it a third swing. So... <laughs> Dude, oh, no, no, I'm really no. going to hammer into this. No. All right, no, let's... let's, no. let's th 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 third time's the harm. What's, uh, what are you going to do the third time? No, it's not a giraffe this time. I'm going to give you guys something different. Come on, comedy comes in three. Two giraffes. No. <laughs> It's a it's a cat dog where both ends are giraffe. <laughs> Amazing. No, I was. I don't know if it's gonna work out, but Carrie draws a three D box 
pops it up, gets everyone to hop on top of it, and then starts drawing steps, and does... Can they step on those steps? I, as you are starting to try to draw the steps, the box you are standing in starts starts to evaporate. Well, I'm out of ideas. <laughs> I think you cut, I think like you do all this and then you look back at the doctor and Travis and we're just like sharing a bag of popcorn that we somehow <laughs> have for some reason. And we're just like letting it happen and like not commenting at all. Because this has all been, like, so fun to watch play out. Round hole, square peg. She's been trying really hard, okay? <laughs> I, listen, yeah, I'm, points, I'm points for original thinking. Like, dr- I'm gonna make a giraffe happen is, is as lateral as lateral thought can get. Once, once Carrie's on... The doctor doesn't say anything because she's not, like, being judgmental. She was very much enjoying what Carrie was doing. But, like, once Carrie has kind of, like, given up on these attempts... Um, I think the doctor starts heading, just walking towards the black hole in the music, like the vague, the vague direction of both things. Okay. Uh, Travis and Carrie, are you, are you following suit? Yep. Yeah. After I violently throw away that marker. Uh, so you, so you, you're removing the marker from your inventory. Okay. Just, I actually um, go pick it up. I go, I go pick it up for her. Cause I feel like she's not going to want to leave it behind. She may want to sign some executive okay. orders later. So. All right, so you are you are walking towards where the music is coming from, and uh, as you get uh, closer, the source of the music reveals itself. There is a deep, conical hole in the ground, maybe 25 foot in diameter, extending down into the ground, with the music clearly emerging from the epicenter, like it's a great horn, um, kind of pumping the music uh, from Frowny Downtown out into this white space. And you realize now that all of the crumples and ripples in the ground are extending out from this direction, as if whatever caused the impact rippled out into the white nothingness beyond. Oh, is it almost like sound waves from the music? It's. I would say it's more like uh, it's more like uh, more like impact, kind of shifting the, the the white. But I would say there's probably a little bit of sound wave in there as well. That's okay. that's not a bad observation. All right, um, I'm just gonna do a quick uh, scan with the old screwdriver and just uh, see if I can pick up like any readings of like what might have impacted here. Yeah. So what would it be? I'm, I'm just gonna roll for that. I don't want to spend story points. I just want to. Yeah. Roll. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead and roll ingenuity and tech. Okay. And also, while you're doing that, Travis, could you roll awareness and technology for me? Sure. Ooh, that would be a twenty-three. Twenty-three. Uh, Doctor, you uh, there's there's kind of a faint energy around the uh, the kind of outer diameter of this this cone in the ho- this this cone in the ground and you can kind of uh, detect that energy kind of extending up as if it uh, as if it was a trail from the hole in the sky which you now realize is directly above you um, kind of going down into this hole and then going down it is it is an energy that I would say it's not dissimilar to Artron energy uh, but where Artron energy is generated through time travel, uh, this energy appears to be, uh, uh, appears, it's more like, I would say it's like void stuff, but not void stuff, because it's, it's, uh, you've not passed from, uh, one reality into another, you've, you've exited the universe and are now in this other place. Okay. Um, and, uh. I, and I got a 17 on my roll. 17. Okay, so, uh, you, you, you are able to detect some kind of technology, 
uh, down in the hole. There's a you can you can kind of sense kind of the a vague kind of physical space in the hole, but you are not able to specifically pinpoint exactly what it might be. You just know that there's something strange down there. Something strange down there. Well, who are we gonna call? Something something broke from there, and I point to the hole in the sky, which keeps on turning, and then I point to the hole in the ground, and I go, alright, so something came from there, and then it burst through here. So, um, oh god, I hope it wasn't my TARDIS. No, your your TARDIS uh, is not the source of this hole. Like you okay. are, um, your TARDIS is too far away from this to have to have caused this hole. I mean, certainly... I'm in a space that's outside yeah. the universe, and laws of physics yeah. don't apply. So that's not, not. I don't think my doctor would immediately assume that was the case. So. Right. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm not sure if I can think of a particularly techno babbly way to articulate that thought, but I would say that based on the readings you've got, okay. Um, there something whatever punched through this. Uh, punched through. The, the 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 roof of the world into the ground um whatever it was was it a kind of uh emanating this this strange unusual energy okay i want to try something um i i want to jump straight up and attempt to fall slower than normal because if physics here are wonky then gravity might not work the same way so i just want to jump straight up and attempt to fall at a slower descent than I normally would. Okay. Um, you you jump, and then as you are... Actually, here's what happens. As you are in mid-air, um, you start to uh, detach from yourself. And it is... you. If you were looking down at your body, what you would see, and this is what the Doctor and uh, Carrie can see, is your body kind of uh, shrinking into these these tiny bubbles, like different bubbles that are made up of the color of your body that kind of swirl up and then get sucked into the hole. Oh, and you are no! Wait, wait. So is, do we see any like part of him that came out of himself or we just see Travis turn into these bubbles and fall into a hole? You see Travis jump into the air and as he does, he turns into these, these tiny bubbles, all different Travis colored bubbles, uh, and they all kind of swirl down into the, the hole like, uh, like water rushing down a drain. Uh, Travis oh, is no. Mega Man. Tra- what? Can I answer? Are you are you leaning over the hole as you as you call to Travis? What are you doing? How are you? What yeah, is physically? Uh, well, what I, you I, I think I say his, I yell. His, I I haven't moved yet. I just yeah. saw this happen, and so my immediate yeah. reaction is to yell his name to see if he responds before I do anything else. Physically. Okay. He does not respond. Okay. All right, well, you know, we had a good run. Um, no, I... Okay, so now I I do I, I do another scan with my Sonic to see if I'm picking up any sort of, like, life forms or, like, if Travis is no longer registering at all on my, like, uh, like in the area. Uh, Travis is definitely still registering on your Sonic. Travis is, uh, is down the hole. Okay, Carrie, this is going to seem like a bad idea. But okay. I'm going, and then I just, I, as I say, but, and then I just jump in the air. Alright, as you <laughs> jump in the air, you also uh, kind of turn into uh, a, an assortment, dozens of different Doctor Coloured Bubbles, and you uh, coalesce and swirl in the air and then head down the, uh, head down the... Doctor Bubbles, sorry. 
and Carrie is left standing on her own. Oh, I really hate heights. And I would imagine Carrie just kind of, like, covers her eyes and takes a step forward into the hole. Alright, you you uh, take a step forward and f- and because there is no ground beneath you, fall into the hole and you can feel your, your body being pulled into all these different bubbles um, as you uh, as you tumble uh, you are falling down the hole tumbling, tumbling, tumbling through the darkness uh, so dark that it almost bends back around into light and noise, fizzing and buzzing in your eyes and ears and this is the same thing that the Doctor and Travis felt as they fell down the hole just this growing cacophony of buzzing and fizzing and light and sound like the end of a Beatles album and then it stops the fizzing is gone but so is the music replaced instead by the gentle sound of birdsong you each open your eyes and you find yourself lying on grass that is slightly too green beneath a tree that is slightly too tree-like under a sky that is too perfect a shade of blue decorated with clouds that are too white and too fluffy like a cartoon a face smiles down at you It's the sun, wearing comically big, but very cool in an 80s kind of way, aviator shades. The sun removes his shades and winks a big cartoon eye at you. Yeah! Oh, um, hello. The sun says nothing and just kind of turns away, looking elsewhere in the world. Wow, that was really rude. Yeah, Yeah. the sun was so rude. Do we still look like our normal selves? That is a very, very good question. And as you look at each other, you realize you are not seeing uh, each other as your usual selves. You are still recognizably yourselves, but you are not people anymore. Well, you're still people, but you're not fleshy and... Excuse me, uh, I am not people. I am a Time Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Spoken like true nobility. Um... Whoa. You you look at each other and you see what look to be cartoon versions of yourselves. Uh, you are you are hand drawn, cell animated, um, traditionally coloured uh, drawings of yourselves. You have been fully cartoonified. Well, this is very merchandisable. When I smile, I get extra twinkles in my eye. <laughs> yes, the the joy on Carrie's face right now is palpable, and there are lots of like light gleams and and twinklies in in Carrie's eyes right now, as you can see just how excited and happy she is to be here. Yeah, I think the, the doctor Universe is. Star eyes. Yeah, Sorry. the doctor is pretty excited too because this is like something she's never experienced before, and that makes her very very happy. So she's like, <laughs> it's very it's very much the kind of joy that happened at the end of Twice Upon a Christmas or Twice Upon a Time where um, Capaldi generates into Jody, and then she like kind of has that glee of yes. like, this is different, this is new. Um, oh, brilliant. It's, it's, it's that very much that oh, brilliant yes. kind of vibe on her face. Yeah, it is It is completely, it's a new experience for the Doctor. And I'm going to assume uh, probably a new experience for Travis and Carrie as well. Yeah, oh, but yeah. I, I think the Doctor is a little bit more surprised when new things happen to yes. her than, than Carrie and Travis are. That's why I was like, yeah. oh, 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 yeah. brilliant. Yeah, it's very much that kind of yeah. thing. 
I will also say that um, because you are now in a cartoon world and you are cartoon versions of yourselves, you are now bound by the rules of cartoon physics, um, in addition to which you have all gained the trait Resourceful Pockets. No, nice. I already Sweet. Ha-ha! The game's afoot. Yes. Um, you also see a, uh, a, a hand- handcrafted wooden sign not far from your current direction. Uh, pointing to a location not far from here. The sign says, Frowny Downtown, one mile. Can you give me an idea of what this animation style is like? Um, very, I think in terms of in terms of style, it's very kind of uh, mid to late 80s. Like, my brain goes to, uh, like, uh, Care Bears, specifically. Okay. okay. Um, kind of... It's it's very kind of old school animation where the the backgrounds were hand painted and um, the 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 coloring on the animation was done you know by hand as opposed to uh, you know by computer. Um, when you move, it's a little rough, um, and we, we we will definitely be reusing animation of you walking uh, very very frequently. Nice. Um, but it's yeah, it's a kind of lo- uh, low budget uh, late late eighties uh, TV animation. I'm picturing Star Trek the Animated Series, which is absolutely the wrong time frame uh, from what you described, I, I, but that kind of flatness. Prob- yeah, kind of the flat the flatness of something like Thundercats, but with the style of something like uh, yeah. Care Bears. Or I'm assuming a cuter even... style than like a Star Trek animation in my mind, but yeah, I would, I would, I think, I think Care Bears to Tiny Toons is kind of, I would say, that's the range of style. Okay, maybe nice. like the humans and Animaniacs. Yeah, yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah. Okay. Well, Doctor, you you made good on your promise. Uh, this is, well, this is awesome. <laughs> um, it's definitely something. Um, well, Carrie, I hope that you um enjoy your stay in two. I don't know what's happening, and I'm very frightened about it. I'm just too fascinated by my pockets, Doctor. Look, I keep pulling out new things. Look at this. Look at that! Yeah, every time Carrie pulls out a a fishbowl and an anvil and a polo mallet and <gasps> and a, 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 a stereo hi-fi system and an angry small squirrel in a top hat saying, "I say, put me down, will you?" I will say that each use of resourceful pockets costs one story point, so that was just <laughs> for the purpose of that joke. I'm I'm saying that that's a gimme. Yeah. Wow. The most generous you've ever been with story points. Somebody write this down. The, car- <laughs> the cartoon physics have extended to the GM's uh, kindness with story points. Um, oh, after now, it's 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 playtime's over, but oh, not no, in the sense sorry, that we're everyone. playing an RPG. Can I didn't I, mean to ask for homework. I apologize. Can I assume that my injury is feeling a little? It's like not. Like, no one, no one, no one drew an injured doctor for this cell. So I'm like, because like it's cartoon physics, so I probably am like back to normal a little bit. I, I would say that you can still feel a okay. stiffness in your shoulder. Um, in terms of that, you're you know you don't look injured because they would be reusing animation from previous episodes. Yeah. But uh, you still have kind of a limited range of motion. Okay. And if there are any, if there is a need for a shot of a specifically injured arm, you definitely have the injury. But then another part of you will be miscut, like when Uhura is wearing yellow in Star Trek: The Animated Series for no reason whatsoever. Okay. Or triples are pink. Triples are pink. Alright, um, yeah. great. So, I, I I guess what I was asking was less about the quality of the animation in that question, oh, yeah. and more about how, like, in a, if it's a cartoon like this Friday Downtown you're talking about, like, or Tiny Toons, mm. injuries are, they, the, 
reality of them is different. So I'm yeah. asking if we're like living in like a Looney Tune style reality where like you can get hit by someone with a mallet, it doesn't kill them, versus like reality where if you hit someone with a mallet, it does kill them. Like basically, that's what I was asking more. Was less yeah, I would say it's it's definitely the former. Like if someone drops a piano on you, you're probably going to take a hit to something in in your stats, but it's not going to kill you. Okay, that's what I was trying to figure out more so than, yeah. than more gags about the animation style. Um, sure. All right. <laughs> um, I was yeah, I was thinking more from like a story point of view. But yeah, yeah. Um, cool. So I am going to go. Oh, I don't, I don't know what's happening, but this is amazing, and I want to find out more about. I want to run around. I want to. I want to find rabbits. Um, I want to find. <laughs> um, I want to. I want to. Uh, Carrie, what do you want to do? Carrie, this is your vacation. What do you want to do? Take the pogo stick first. Uh, okay. She- and yeah, I found a pogo stick in one of these pockets. <laughs> you you have a pogo stick, and that is that is the last freebie for resourceful pockets I'm going to give you. No, I would just figured that was one of the things that threw out when <laughs> yeah. we were. Yeah, yeah, I figure that that's fine. Yeah, right, uh, I'm just one though. Bounce around the pogo stick. Uh, oh, you play with right. it then? No, you. I gave it to you. <laughs> oh, okay. You're traveling with it. I'm probably okay. gonna like bound behind you because the physics are are different so like bounding with glee kind of is like superman's like jump a building in a single leap sort of thing does it make a cool i would say it's probably not quite that yeah i imagine there's like a full-on cartoon springy boing noise nice uh what direction are you heading well what's around us uh, well, like I said, there's the, it, it's mostly kind of like green rolling hills. There are trees. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna go to the sign that you you said is a sign. Yeah, and, and then there's a sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah we're so not, we're you, not just gonna like head to Cheers. We're gonna go where the the stories <laughs> us to go. So the the town the sign said the town is one mile away. So Travis yeah. goes, I'm gonna try something, and he's going to whistle and say taxi. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh. And a, uh, a a large uh, yellow cartoon taxi appears. It is not anthropomorphic. It's just it's just a taxi. Oh, <laughs> darn it! Uh, let's. I'll, I get in. <laughs> oh, all right. And I, I get off my pogo stick and I like put it. I put it in one of my pockets and then I get in the taxi. All right. Well, I just think pogoing a mile, you'd be exhausted by the time we got there. No, no, it's, it's fine. Cartoons. It's fine, Travis. No, it's fine. Just do what you want to do. We were gonna skip and pogo our way there, Travis, and then you just had to be reasonable. Well, then you skip and pogo, and I'll take the cab, and it will. No, have a Travis, it's montage. fine. It's over. It's done. You did what you did. We're gonna live with it now. Yeah. <laughs> and I lean, I lean over the carry and go. This is why you're my favorite now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, Carrie, you, are you in the taxi? Yes, I would like to think Carrie took shotgun because she's she's a she. You know, her plans of skipping her way there was not gonna. All right, there's a there's a cartoon uh, taxi driver who I'm gonna say is gonna be voiced by Michael for the purposes of this, who kind of looks at you, gives you a certain amount of side eye, and then there are the squealing of tires and the taxi belts down the road for a mile. But it's it's a very quick journey. But you are pulled by the G-force into the back of your chairs like Bob Hoskins in the elevator, but horizontally. Uh, and as the taxi comes to an immediate stop. Um, uh, you are kind of thrust forward into the the plastic divider between the front and the back of the taxi, um, and uh, the as as the journey was going, the little cashometer wheel on the inside of the taxi was like spinning, 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 uh, and as it comes to a stop, it, it comes to a stop at five hundred dollars. Well, Travis, pay the man. Yeah, yeah I'll make a resourceful pockets pull. Of, All right, go ahead and cash. go ahead and roll, and you want doubles for resourceful pockets to work. 
I got it. I'll take a picture oh, and send hey. it to you. I got two threes. Nice. I got two threes. <laughs> All right. The uh, you, you pull out of your pocket, you pull out uh, two bills. One is a $300 bill, and the other one is a $200 bill. Oh, I don't have enough to tip him. All right. That's okay, fine. it's two $300 bills. <laughs> okay, yeah. I go, here you go. Keep yes. the change. Uh, does, does that cost me a story point? No, not at all. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and the taxi driver says, "Thank you, sir." And that's it. That's a that's a wrap on the taxi driver. It's he, a living. <laughs> uh, you step out of the taxi into Frowny Downtown. Uh, this is a uh, the town is kind of a mesh of oddly shaped buildings, wildly disproportionate cars, and a cavalcade of cartoon animals of varying dispositions, all going about their day to day business with a skip in their step and a song in their heart. Just keep an eye on uh, and, the uh, keep an eye on the giraffes. I'm just letting you know now. Keep, <laughs> keep an eye on them. Keep an eye on them. A giraffe looks at Carrie with an air of terror that it cannot quite place. <laughs> um, uh, but there are some other animals. Some of the other inhabitants turn to look at you. There are some wide-eyed grins of excitement from most of the animals except the giraffes. And one of the townsfolk, a pig wearing pleated pants and literally nothing else, walks up to you. He extends a hand, smiling, and says, Well, golly, more visitors to our little town? We sure are having a run of luck today, huh? Wait, sorry, there have been other visitors today? Yep, they sure have. Do they look like us? Well, they, they ain't got no fur, and they don't look like us. They look like skinless weasels. Only weasels are... Kinda nice, except when they're not. I don't know where I'm going. I'm sorry, my name's Hambone. I mean, we, we have skin. Do they not have skin? Oh, they had. They 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 got skin. Oh, okay. They're, they're, well, they're all about skin. They got wait, skin on skin. They're all about skin. They're all about. Uh, listen, I ain't talked to them. <laughs> all right. Well, Hambone, I'm I'm the doctor. This is my friend Carrie, and this is Travis. And um... nice to meet y'all. <laughs> Um, when did, when did these people, where, where are we exactly? Why, you're in Franny downtown, of course. Oh boy. I'm gonna sound like this for two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, is the choice I made for this character's voice. So weird thing to say out loud, but alright. Um, so, um. Alright, um, can you. Lead us to where these newcomers are, and then I'm actually like using my um, my Sonic to scan for what I'm looking for is a signal that matches the signal of whatever it was that broke through the universes. Uh, give me a roll. Go for ingenuity and tech. Okay. That's seventeen. Okay, that's a pretty good roll. Um, there is an energy uh, matching the same energy that you picked up in kind of the white space coming from the east. But it is it is scattered and not uh, not defined in one specific area. It's kind of difficult to pinpoint exactly where this this uh, signal is coming from. Um, but uh, uh, Ham, ha, Hambone the pig says, "Well, I don't know where they went. There's another guy who I think knows where they went. Let me give him a yell. Hey, Waggly!" And he yells at a rabbit that's across the street. And this rabbit walks over with kind of this unnecessary kind of bounceful cadence to its step. Well, uh, howdy. It says that with its mouth. Oh. Hey, Waggly! 
These folks is looking for the other folks that came here a few hours ago. Here's an important question. Do Travis and Kay recognize these characters from this cartoon show they watched Oh, they absolutely... Kids? Yes, okay. these these are absolutely like the, the main characters from Frowny Downtown. I would say that Travis definitely recognizes them. Carrie probably is able to recognize them uh, via context, because I think she's probably more familiar with the reboot version. Um, but I mean, hang on, to... hang on, hang on. I grew up with Tiny Toons. That doesn't mean that I yeah. don't know who Bugs Bunny and Daffy oh, and all yes. those are. All right, let's yeah. just go ahead and not act like kids sure. don't know previous shows existed. <laughs> For no, sure. When no, when remakes starts... happen, they have to put all the original versions in the shredder. That's the rule, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Isn't that the rule? Yeah. Did <laughs> so, you not? The joke is so old and I feel stupid for making it. Uh, so, anywho, so I... I'm a cartoon rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> well, howdy. This bounding rabbit comes over smoking a, a big carrot like a cigar. Uh, and big puffs <laughs> of kind of, um, you know, the, the kind of the cartoon green end of a, a, a carrot. That is the sort of puff of smoke that comes off in sort of random shapes. All right, um, Travis and Carrie, do you know, do you know what's going on here? Uh, I hope a, a so. Little, uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> a little bit, but I'm really concerned by these side-eyeing giraffes. It's like they know something. Oh, that giraffes know everything. Giraffes can see into your soul and aware of your sin. That's uh, why they got such long necks. Okay. Why, giraffe's heads is all the way up in heaven, so they got to see your sin. I, I don't remember that episode. Don't mind Hambone. He's been uh, uh, rebooted a, a couple too many times. Oh, boy. I've had five voice actors. Two of them died. <laughs> that it was say, well I was going to wonder if you were going to change class. your voice somewhere in the middle and not mention why. I didn't like, know I was going to say <laughs> no, I, I'm committing to the bit. <laughs> um, all right. Um, well, I think that maybe the best thing is to. Uh, I don't want to well, actually know it, Carrie. What do you want to do? This is your. This is your day. Uh, well, I don't trust Hambone so much based off of the show, but the the bunny, the that one, that one is is um, Waggly. Hey, I'm you know nice, y'all. I'm wearing pants. Hambone, you know what? You see, you see this carrot. I think carrot just leans down and like pulls up a carrot from the ground. Hey, why don't sure. you? Why don't you go get it? <laughs> she throws it as far as she can. Do I look like I eat carrots to you? That's a rabbit thing. Don't you watch cartoons? Yeah, Waggly. Uh, I think just like winds up his legs like a a little uh like the the classic winding up his legs animation zooms off screen and comes back with a second carrot in his mouth like a second cigar like wow very kind of you ma'am i lost the voice can you tell <laughs> that voice actor got killed off as well not killed that it was a uh, it was a tragic car crash um <laughs> Uh, you were going to take take the players somewhere? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think we should uh, uh, take these fine folks over to the couple. What do you say? I think that's a swell idea. Let's go. Where 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 are they? Uh, uh, last I, I heard, they were uh, hanging out with uh, uh, Doctor Duck. We should probably take him over uh, his way. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, he. Oh, he's at the cafe. Let's go. And they begin to walk. Uh, down this this main street, where there are all these um, 
uh, all, all of these other characters and buildings and uh, locations and the cartoon characters kind of walk you through that town past bobbing buildings and and singing signposts and as you walk you can't help uh, but notice the three of you that this town has seen better days there are uh, the occasional crack in a sidewalk here and exposed brickwork on the side of a building there it's like the town has very gently begun to erode and you arrive at this uh, this cafe um, uh, the, the 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 happy duck cafe um, and the cartoon characters open the door and point to a table where you see a pair of human men, one short, one tall, sitting, drinking coffee, and they appear to be in the middle of an argument. And like you, they are also cartoonified, but they're very clearly human. Uh, question. Does the yeah. cracked, eroding part of the town, does it seem like that's just part of the animation, or does it seem like the animation itself is breaking up? I would say it's 50-50. It definitely... It looks like the town is starting to fall into disrepair, and I would say that uh, Carrie and Travis, um, the town looks rougher than you remember it being in the original show. Um, but it also, it, it seems to be, like, if you look up in the sky where the, uh, where you, above the tree where you fell, that hole is still in the sky, and you can see kind of around that hole the sky is not quite as blue as, it, as, as the rest of the sky is. It's kind of starting to turn this kind of um uh cloudy gray color so it looks like whatever is whatever happened above in the 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 white void layer um is starting to trickle down into this space as well um travis and carrie um you seem to know this place was it like a decrepit town is it like a like a radiator springs before lightning mcqueen showed up sort of thing or is it is this weird nice reference dr travis isn't gonna get that but in the reboot no, it didn't look like this, but from what research I've done on the original show, no, this is not common. Yeah, oh. this this looks like someone didn't clean up their pencil drawings underneath. That's perfect. I love that. I love that description. That's that. I'm giving you a story point for that because oh, that's you. perfect. I wish I'd thought of that. Right. Oh, okay. Um, that is interesting. All right. Um, I'm look. Uh, this is gonna seem redundant to say right now, but something is weird. So let's just be a little, let's just keep an eye out for, I don't even know what to say to keep an eye out for, but you know, let's just do it. Weird? What do you mean? And uh, if you turn, you see a, a, a what looks like a quack doctor, by which I mean a duck in a doctor uh -huh. coat and uh, sort of full outfit, uh, looking like, uh, quite like a Sigmund Freud uh, stereotype. Uh, and this is Philip K. Duck. Dr. Duck. <laughs> no, hang on, hang on. I need to take that in for a second and laugh at that. I love that. Okay, Philip K. Duck. Okay. And he's, and he's known as Dr. Duck to most of the audience? Yes, I, I got my doctorate in the Duck College. Uh, it was for ducks. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Some say I'm a quack, but was I'm uh, fully licensed. I got my degree at a Duck College. <laughs> My ducks. My, no, no, it was my doctorate. I think you missed the joke there. It's a, it's a doctorate for ducks. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I, I, I'm i going to go ahead and say that like your accent made the joke not land as well as you might have thought it would have landed. And that, that's actually probably the issue there. Well, uh, that's a very privileged position to take about uh, accents and uh, hey, people. Philip, or, as what? memory serves, the government doesn't subsidize your education if you go to duck college. Can we see the bill? Oh, that's very funny. That's 
That's the old. joke that I made. Doctor, I... while they're making jokes, I think we should slink away. <laughs> I don't. I, I kind of want to introduce the doctor to the doctor. But I was trying to say hello. Yes, hello. I am uh, uh, Doctor Duck. I. I uh, it's a it's a pleasure to meet uh, more of the the strange peach toned uh, people. Uh, it's very odd. Yes, uh, it's, it's it's nice to meet you too, Janos. But um, I just wanted to know <laughs> if um, where where are the people that you that you the mentioned the other people? Where where are they at? Oh, the couples are over. They're having uh, the usual uh, tea time brawl. Uh, Wait, they they just arrived today, but they have a usual tea time brawl. Oh no, they've they've been here for a, a little bit of time now. But... Well, earlier earlier, sorry, ha- Hambone is Hambone. Is That's you? me. He said it's been a busy day because people are arriving. So now I'm confused. Well, time moves differently in Franny downtown. Yeah, I think there's actually a moment where Doctor Duck like processes what you're saying, <laughs> and it's like it's been a day, but. They've always. Well, that's uh, very, very strange. Uh, uh, time is, you know, it's a, uh, it is uh, like a big uh, cartoon. Some might say. Oh. Uh, okay, that was like a tea cake. Okay. okay. Um... Oof! I love a tea cake. Mm, let us. Yes, uh, you can ooh. always have another slice. See, Travis, and... I told you this wasn't helpful. What did I do? What did you stay here and listen to them? I think there is some some unresolved tension between you two that you must uh, talk out. Please, uh, we will make an appointment, and uh, you will have to uh, uh, speak to me about your lives and childhoods and and your mothers, etc. Oh no, I don't think we have time for that, Doctor. But anyways, this is the Doctor, Doctor, and uh, we're trying to figure out what's happening with this um, fra- 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 Frowny Town, Frowny. T- Oh. Frowny downtown. Doctor, that's very funny. Are you a boat? No, she's she's a doctor, like with a PhD, not a doctor. Oh, I don't actually have a PhD. It's fine. Um, yeah. Um, take take us to the your know, pink people. Ah, and uh, uh, so he um. Uh, Philip K. Doc is going to uh, waddle on his big duck feet um, and lead you over to uh, uh, yeah, please. Ben, you should probably yeah. be doing this instead of me. So you're walked over to this table and there are two people sitting there. There's a, there's a short person wearing kind of a nice clean uh, white kind of lab coat ensemble ensemble with a uh, with a name tag that has uh, the word science splashed on it in very, very prominent letters. Uh, while the other person is wearing uh, kind of uh, very neat blacks with like a, a, a vicar's dog collar. Uh, he is much, much taller. And right now they are engaged in uh, a kind of a very heated, um, but still, he's heated, but, but friendly in that way that two people who have known each other for a very, very long time get when they are having a debate. Um, and it starts with the, uh, the, the shorter one saying, no, 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 you don't, under- if, if, if he's here, it means I'm right. How do, how do you not understand that? It's a very basic point. 
No, 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 no. If this place represents the collective unconscious, then it only means that 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 every, every it only furthers my point that he's even more real than we believe. It, 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 it faith itself was manifested in this play. It's 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 the collective mind, darling. No, 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 no. You're out of your mind. I, I'm I'm sorry. That's that's madness. I, if, if you'll have to forgive me, but like if, if, if he's here, and if this place is is the collective works of all conscious fiction, fiction being the key word, then. That means he was never real. I don't understand how you're failing to... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If you could just give us um, three or four more lifetimes to finish this this, this back and forth. How do you not, how do you not get this? Wait, sorry. It's um, sorry, I, I don't want to interrupt, but I actually very much want to interrupt. Um, you, <laughs> you, you said fiction. Yeah. Oh, we, yeah, absolutely. Are yeah. we in the land of fiction? Yeah. Well, I mean, did, did the cartoon duck not tip you off on on the way in? Listen, or, I yeah, meet a lot this... of cartoon ducks in various ways, shapes, and forms. So let's <laughs> not narrow things down. I I just I've been to the land of fiction before, and there wasn't a cartoon duck then. So maybe sorry, my brain didn't immediately jump to that was the situation <laughs> that we're in now. Uh, last time there was like my friend's face was different, and there were like uh like there was like weird things happening. Um, weird isn't oh, a great oh, big God, but, cartoon oh, town. God, but there was a void, and then oh, oh. I mean, I show up in so many white voids. It's it, to be fair, it's hard to, to break down which white void was what. But oh, oh my God, I, oh. So 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 you I I guess from your your line of uh, conversation, your, your the thread there of logic that you pass through, which by the way, love that. Uh, I guess you are also not a native. Um no um. Oh, look at you, Mr. Oh, the cartoon duck didn't tell you. Yeah, also I'm not a cartoon duck, so maybe that might have been a good indication that my... Anyway, um... He can't help himself. I'm sorry, Doctor. I'm... I'm... I am a doctor. How did you know that? Um... They were saying that the the, the cartoons are quite loud. I don't know if you know this. (laughs) Oh, we can't find anywhere that sells earplugs. Yeah. Um... I mean, you can just take cotton balls. That's how I've seen people... Okay, anyway. Um... So... This is Carrie. And this is... Travis. Hello. Hi. Hi. And apparently you know that I'm the doctor. Um, and you are? Oh, uh, sorry. My name is Dean. And, uh, uh, and this is... I'm this Scott. Is my husband. Yes. Hello. Yes. Hello. Uh, okay, now I, which one of them is the one that has, like, the vicar collar? Uh, that would be Scott. That would be uh, Michael character. Okay. Scott. And then... Okay, so... Collar. And then what was um what was Dean looking like? Dean is wearing kind of a very clean white kind of uh, lab coat style uh, outfit and just plain plain trousers and uh, shiny black shoes and a, a a name badge that because it's a cartoon just says science on the front and then has a couple of lines underneath it. Okay. <laughs> so I'm getting at your scientist. I, I am yes. And you uh, are I am man of the cloth. Professor of science. Yes yes I well I, I consider myself a believer. Man of the cloth is. I'm not exactly, you know, a minister of the whole marriage thing wouldn't really work out. But, you know, yeah. Alright, fair enough. Um, who was here? You said someone was here. No, uh, uh, I, I'm very sorry. Uh, uh, um, it, it's, it's who we're here searching for. Uh, it's, it's why we came to this uh, yes. sort of land of fiction. Yeah, see, I think if he's here, it means that he very clearly doesn't exist because this is a place that doesn't exist and therefore neither can he. Whereas my husband it, here... It clearly exists. We're standing in it. You're out. Oh, my God. You're supposed to be a scientist he... and your feet are on the ground. Anyway, I'm very sorry. Uh, uh, what was your question again? Um, I, I guess I wanted to know less that argument again and more who you're talking about. 
Oh, of course. I'm, uh, yes, uh, we came here for a, a singular purpose. Uh, uh, the, the culmination of our life's work, Doctor. Yes, yes. We're here to find God. Also, I need, I need Ben and Kate. I need you both to know that y'all dropped so many double entendres during that entire conversation, and neither one of you seemed aware of it. And I had to turn my mic and my camera off, and I was like, and like Michael was catching it too, and like other things were making Michael laugh, and I had to like not to like to like not completely lose it. I had to turn everything off so that I wouldn't go nuts on the camera. <laughs> I didn't notice At anything point, because I am like, an innocent And then you're working child. the neck, and I was like, oh my god, stop! <laughs> Alright, um, okay, so now that we're back, oh my god. David, just for David, if you need me to re-record any of that to make it not <laughs> Torchwood, uh, do let me know. Oh my god, I was like, I can't believe. <laughs> and maybe, and maybe like, no one else will pick up on it that way, but I was like, dying. Alright.